0: Is it always wrong to not pay your taxes? By this, I don't mean the secretive and cunning practices of tax evasion, but explicit and public protests against a form of taxation. When Jesus was asked if it was lawful to pay taxes to Caesar, He responded that we ought to render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. Paul in Romans 13 also teaches Christians what to do with regards to taxes and explains that God has ordered government for a particular purpose and that in order for the government to fulfill that purpose, it must collect taxes. Romans 13, 6, and 7. Some would argue that if the government tries to collect taxes for something that is not its God-given duty, namely rewarding the doer of good and punishing the evildoer, Christians have to object to it. I can see where that view comes from, but at the same time struggle to believe that the Roman emperors used the taxes that they collected, only for those legitimate, God-given purposes. Is there, however, a case when Christians would want to not pay taxes? And what would that look like? I can think of tax money going for immoral practices, such as government-funded abortion procedures, etc. What about American history and the whole thing about taxation without representation? or paying taxes to a tyrannical government. Let me ask you something. This this is an easy question to ask here. Our American Revolution, do you remember we had a uh,
1: Boston Tea Party? You all know about that what did we do at the boston tea
0: party threw the tea out of the boat <laughs> our, our some americans dressed up like indians and they went out on the tea ships that had come over from i they probably came from india but they were owned by the british and uh, they threw all the tea in the harbor you can imagine if you lived in a colony and you were being taxed and i'm sure those americans liked the tea they had english blood and irish blood and scottish blood and welsh blood flowing through their veins most of them and so yeah some of them came from germany and wherever austria but the the fact is that to have your taxes just indiscriminately raised, and you have no representation in London. So basically, people people that live around the United Kingdom, they at least have representatives in Parliament. They've got a voice. But Americans had no voice. So they through the tea in the harbor and they and they eventually i mean they went to war they didn't want the british not only imposing taxes without representation but the fact is that the redcoats could commandeer a house they could come in and eat all your food mistreat your family and so imagine that imagine that the price of everything is just going up. Why? Because the king, the parliament, they see opportunity for bringing a lot of wealth out of the United States over to England. And uh, they're sending soldiers over there and the soldiers basically have the right, legally, from the British court system established in the U.S., it the, the, their own soldiers can, can just come and go and they can commandeer houses and food, and you wouldn't like that if somebody did that to you. Now, is that a reason to not pay taxes? I have basically said in the United States that if I had lived during the time of the Revolution, I would not Now, because I wasn't there, and I don't know all the factors, it's difficult for me to say exactly what my attitude would have been if soldiers did something to a family member or something like that happened. But just from the standpoint of taxation without representation, there's nothing stated about that in Scripture. There's no place in Scripture that says that as I honor the emperor, the emperor has to make sure that I have a congressman or a representative in Washington or in London. There's this, that doesn't exist. And so, just on that basis alone, I would not, if I was a pastor in 1776, I would not Just on that basis, I would not have been able to condone and lead the church in that direction. I would not have been able to, with a clear conscience, take up arms and fight against the king, who was the rightful ruler at that time. Now, once the Americans did it, and there was an American government established, I would have submitted to it. But I would have submitted to your king because it would have been my king. And I would have submitted to him. Because that, that seems biblical. And did the taxes get increased? Yes. But who's to say when the taxes are too high? Well, we say as the consumer, it's, we always are saying they're too high when when are the taxes not too high when there are no taxes that's that. and and if they get increased don't we complain when the energy gets increased don't we complain somebody's got to an answer for this right but I, I would not have been able to do that so the question is this actually i, I, I feel it given two ways here
1: that it says
0: that if government tries to collect taxes for something that is not its God-given duty, like it says in Romans 13, namely, rewarding the doer of good and punishing the evildoer. If the government tries to collect taxes for something that's not its God-given duty, do Christians have to object to it? I can see where that view comes from. Now see, he's actually asking two questions. Does the Christian have to object to it? And is there a time to withhold paying paying taxes? What I would say based on what we know from Scripture is that yes, we can object to it. But then yes, we still need to pay our taxes. So if I have a voice to object, then why would I not object? But but even there, like, do I object to the fact that the the UK government that I pay taxes to uses money to, to pay for abortion? Do I object to that? I object to that.
1: But what am I going to do?
0: Not pay my taxes? I mean, I think it's right to bring up the Roman government. They, they used... Money on all sorts of wicked things. As we- But you know what they also used it for? They used it for infrastructure. They used it for aqueducts. They used it for their road system. They used it for all sorts of things that are in the interest. They used it for their court system. They actually had laws. You know what? Most of these countries, even, even Germany in Adolf Hitler's day, I mean, they had laws against stealing. They had laws against murder. They had laws that basically made it, it made life manageable. It kept order in the society. And so, is there a place for me to not pay taxes because a portion of it might be used for a wicked purpose? Well, we don't see that. I mean, when Jesus said, bring me the denarius, well, I mean, whose picture was on there? You know whose picture was on there? Was the Which
1: Caesar do you imagine?
0: Augustus. Yeah, just guess. But but I mean the fact is, if we look at the Caesars, we and we look at the Roman Empire, we see what they did. Certainly, certainly. As soon as Jesus says, render to Caesar what is Caesar's, that automatically assumes what all the governments of the world are going to look like. And you know what? Jesus is introducing a time when there's no, there's no theocracy. In other words, there's no government system where God, like, like Old Testament Israel, where you've got God who's ruling that that's not the the kingdoms of this world are not of that nature. As soon as he identifies Caesar, we see the very kind of government he's identifying. What kind? The worldly governments, all all the all the different kings and queens and presidents and prime ministers and and the tyrannical sorts and the dictators and uh, all the pharaohs and what I mean fill in the blank all the different names that leaders have been given and and that's what he had in mind that's what he was saying render to caesar he had he had exactly that kind of very unsaved people leading and and doing what they do and and there's no indication now can we object to it yes we can object to it we can object to the fact that our money might be used and if we have a platform for it is there a place to make that objection public well i guess everybody has to have a clear conscience themselves I, I quite honestly i do not think that i'm called to spend my life protesting why i think it's a waste of time why Because we're talking about where some money goes. Are they going to abort the children anyway? I would rather pray that God will do something to bring that to an end. Overturn Roe v. Wade. And and you know effectively what that did in the United States is it basically outlawed abortion in many states. Not all of them. not, Not the liberal states. But in the conservative states, it basically... And so I think... Praying, if if you can vote somebody into office, that's likely going to have that kind of agenda. But I, you know, I just don't find that the New Testament church was anywhere encouraged to become these uh, political radicals. It just it isn't there. You know what we're supposed to do? Evangelize the world. The, the greatest thing I could do. For, for any kind of government or any kind of country is proclaim the Gospel. And if God will use it to awaken that generation, do you, do you know what happens when revival comes and even two, three, five percent of the people get saved? I mean, you know what they're saying? I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I read somewhere where the Hebrides revival in the 1940s, 49 I believe, only 2% of the people in the Hebrides' islands were
1: saved. If I'm not mistaken.
0: It closed down. when, When only that percentage of people get saved, and there's a movement of God like that, their jails closed, their court systems basically shut down, the dance halls shut down. And what I hear is you can travel to the Hebrides' islands even now, and you still feel the results of that. My point here is this. What is it that changes the world? Is it is it political protest? What changes the world is the Gospel. What changes the world is, is us imitating Christ and basically going and seeking to make disciples among these nations. It's It's not... there is simply Nothing. A uh, counter to these theonomists and these reconstructionist guys and and these post mill guys. Uh, our primary objective is not to reinstate a theocracy among the nations. It just isn't. It's it's not. Jesus didn't do it. The, Jesus had some interaction with government. Paul had interaction with government. John the Baptist had interaction with government. But if you look at him, what's Paul doing? Paul's Paul's proclaiming. Uh, he's he's proclaiming the gospel he's proclaiming righteousness he's proclaiming this coming judgment he's proclaim he's basically uh, he's he's uh you know what he did and ultimately he was shipped off to Rome and John the Baptist i mean his interaction with Herod was not trying to get some kind of a, some kind of new taxation system uh, he confronted Herod about his adultery, and uh, Jesus' interaction with government. I mean, you hear how he talked to Pilate. What was his basic point? Look, my kingdom's not of this world, or or my guys would fight. In other words, he didn't come to set up this earthly kingdom here, and and to have it some kind of reconstructionist idea about what government should look like. So. My thing is, yes, I can object to something, but then it's like, well, how much time would I want to give to it? Quite honestly, I don't want to give any time to it. If somebody else determined they wanted to give some time to it, okay, they, got it, they have to make that decision. And I think one of the things that we want, to, we want to kind of weigh out is what is the likelihood that my involvement is actually going to matter? Because it, I want to use my, my life wisely. And last thing I want to do is spin my wheels trying to bring about some political reform or taxation reform when my one puny voice is just, I would rather pray that God would bring revival upon this country, God would have mercy upon the people, God would save. Why? Because that seems very consistent with Scripture. But I, And I personally cannot see a, a place where I would feel justified in not paying my taxes and uh i am not going to cheat on my taxes when god saved when i was lost i i was i did a number of things that i't i didn't, i did not even know how i i I don't even remember that i i so
1: mindfully just
0: rebelled against the i r s the Internal Revenue Service. I, I, I just think after I got saved, I became, I just recognized I was shoddy with regards to my tax returns. And so I went to the IRS and I basically said, Here's my situation. I told them I got saved. I know I have convictions about these things. And I, I, I just think I probably owe taxes. And so anyway, I ended up paying back taxes. But I just think whether it's, I mean, I'm a resident of the UK and I believe I ought to pay my taxes here. And I'm a citizen of the United States and I believe I ought to pay my taxes there. And I don't like it. I don't like how much they take. But you know what? If God tells me to pay it, well, I can look at it just like giving money to missionaries. Why? It's what God wants me to do with it. And I can look at it and think, He's pleased that I'm doing this. See, I think the, that comes down to the real question. Is there a time when you're paying taxes and you think God's not pleased? Because that would be the time when you would say, therefore, I'm not going to pay Him. But I, I can't think of a situation where that would be the, the case unless somebody that wasn't legitimately the government was trying to enforce me to think that they had some authority that they does, don't really have. Then that might be a case, but when when the government's authentic and it's it's the government of the UK or the United States, I, I'm going to pay my taxes, and I, I can't think of any situation where I wouldn't just simply because Jesus said, "Render to Caesar what's Caesar's," and Caesar has the right to to tell us what the tax is going to be. Now, what about if they? called for everything. I mean, what if they basically taxed me to the point that I can't feed... I'm just going to hope that God would not allow it to come to that. And I would hope that if we actually got to that place, there's going to be anarchy. Because I'm not going to be the only one hurting if if they're taxing us for with everything. That's That's basically where eventually the people are going to Rise up and resist that, but kind of like what happened you see, You see the thing is, the Christian didn't really have to um, be behind the revolution. They could have submitted to the king, but inside they submitted to the king and paid their taxes, but inside, they were really hoping Washington would not Cornwallis back out in the ocean. I mean, you can you can hope that. Why? Because life would be better and our dollar would go farther and we'd be able to feed our family better. And yeah, I mean, I can submit to a government but hope that the government will change but not be involved in making it change.
1: Any thoughts on
0: taxes? I will say this. You're... you're country i am doing my taxes right now in your country i mean when you look at everything they take out it's all got social attached to it
1: an offshoot of the question and we might not have time for you to really go into it to any depth but i guess I, I was just kind of curious if you had anything to say with regards to a time in which you would break the law of a nation
0: a time when I would break the law
1: when you break the law,
0: well, we're going to break the law when they tell us to do something that God forbids, or they tell us not to do something God tells us to do, and so am I going to break the law? I broke the law, and i I mean I'll say it when they said. We needed a lockdown. We didn't. We met. We got Steve, Stephen Holland to give us his building, and he was happy to have us there, and we were happy to go there and pay and help them financially. And and uh, you know, Stephen is of the same mindset as me that no, we're told not to forsake the assembling together of ourselves. And the government said, stop assembling yourselves. And don't sing. And scripture says to sing. And so we're going to sing and we're going to take the Lord's Supper and we're going to meet together. And so it's there. If God tell that that's when I'm going to break the law. When God tells me to do something and the government tells me I can't do it, that's when I'm going to and that's that's what those early disciples said. I mean, we you you guys judge. I mean, we we're gonna obey man, we're gonna obey God. And so that's the that's the issue. When my obeying the government is obeying God, well, then I want to obey government. When my obeying government is disobeying God, that's when it becomes the issue. So, re- really, but do we have to sort that out? Yeah, we have to sort that out. I mean, everybody has to sort that out on what that means. They wanted to quarantine me. See, I was traveling enough. And every time I'd come back, they were quarantining me for two weeks. And I finally said, nope, I'm not doing that anymore. Why? Because God called me to pastor this flock here, not to sit in quarantine for two weeks every time I travel. Well, and finally I just said, okay, Ruby, there is a way to actually obey and be able to travel. And that's just simply
1: to go ahead and get vaccinated
0: now you know somebody can question whether I should have or not if i had it to do again i wouldn't have done it but but it did ease my our traveling restrictions and it eased all the different kinds of tests that you had to take and everything and but anyways we all everybody has to sort that out everybody has to flesh through those things